It's Wednesday, January 3rd, 2018, and you're listening to episode 470 of Fear the Boot, a show about tabletop role-playing games on a little bit more. Running time for this episode is 31 minutes. Welcome to Fear the Boot. My name is Dan. This is Brodor. My name's Chad. So... Brother, you had someone you wanted to thank before we... I, I have three people in particular that I want to thank. First, John Wells for posting on Fear the Boot, reinforcing the fact that I was looking for Crown Royal bags. Yeah, which, by the uh, way, you can buy online. I did put that link in the prior show yeah. or show before that, whatever. Mark, Mark Larson, notes. who has a metric f- ton of Crown Royal bags, who's going to send me some. And a special thanks to Sergeant Dan, who sent me my first requested Crown Royal bag, the one that he's been using since he was 14 years old. Did he drink the liquor? I I can only assume so. Yeah. And and I must assume that he drank it when he was 14. Because if he didn't, we don't want to hear that story. We want to hear the other story where he drank it at 14. I I was so excited that he was sending this to me, but also I, I can't keep it. It's the Crown Royal bag. That he's had since he was 14 years old. He's going to let me use it for my Satanic Panic game with the agreement that I will return it to him at Fear the Con. Because I can't keep that particular bag. It's an artifact. It is an artifact. Yeah. It doesn't belong to me. It's mm-hmm. it's Sergeant you, Dan's well, sack. Well, you know, like, like museums. They lend artifacts and pieces right. to each other. Well, I've so. got an idea for an event at Fear the Con. So this Mark Larson guy who you said had a, and I quote, metric... Ton. If I remember the figure correctly, correct me, Mark, if I'm wrong, it was 30. Well, that's not a, okay. That's not a whole lot. A shit ton is nine, so 30 is a f- ton. All right. Well, that's substantially more whiskey than I ever drank in my entire life. So. I was going to say, what we could do is if he had more than that, like if it was like 120 or something, then maybe we would have a giveaway at Fear of the Con where he passes them out, but if you accept one, your name goes into a hat to be drawn for a liver lobe. And that, you know, that's how. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> so for Christmas, I got something that got me thinking. I, I got a copy of what's called Alpha Strike. Now, for anyone who doesn't know what Alpha Strike is, obviously you're familiar with the game Battletech if you've been listening to the show at all. Big Stompy Robots, World War II style combat. And man, there are some grog darts who are just like going crazy right now. That's fine. I don't care. But the game battle tech, the mech on mech part, oh, it's, yeah. it's got some thick ass rules. Mm. And one of the things that, as you guys know, we've been doing is we've been doing more actual plays, streaming games, things like that. And so one of the things that I've been thinking about is given the fact that I know there's at least a really high chance, if not a hundred percent chance that one of our future campaigns is going to be a battle tech game is what's the best way to do the map combat over something like Twitch or YouTube and how much of that should we do? Should we use the full rules or should we use the alpha strike rules? Cause the alpha strike rules are a, sort of an abstraction of the rules. They kind of condense the rules down to something that plays much more quickly. Oh, you sold me right there. I mean, a standard Battletech game takes like three hours. Yeah, it does. It takes, I mean, you do like a real, not, not like some light recon thing. Right. Yeah. Total. It takes a damn long time. And I'll quote 
mech on mech action. Yes. <laughs> As I was, I'm so proud of you, brother. You're trying so hard. I, I've not, <laughs> I've not made a decision yet because I actually haven't read the rules. I just got them yesterday. We're recording this on December 26th. So I got them yesterday, and I haven't read them over yet. But as I was reading them over, I got to thinking about a conversation that we were having with Johnny G. Was this where you're going to disagree with something John said, but he's not going to be on the mics yeah. to defend himself? Well, if he'd ever get his nice. ass up here and get on the mics, he could defend himself. But he's not doing that, so we're just going to blindside him here, and he's just going to have to accept that. And so, babushka, right, bro? <laughs> 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 oh my god <laughs> but what one if you of, don't know what we're talking about with that you should subscribe to the patreon and listen to the raws <laughs> one of the things that john posited is that there is a shift right now in tabletop gaming culture that is following and i don't know if this is the following in the sense was actually caused by so much as it's just one art form imitating another or just people's interests following logically where they go. But there's more people that are consuming tabletop role-playing game in the form of live streams and these voyeuristic consumption. Wait a minute. More people than what? People playing them? Well, hold on. I'll get to that because I'm, I'm talking numbers here in a minute. Because I disagree with There's that. a growing number of people that are consuming tabletop role-playing entertainment through things like Twitch or YouTube of watching other people play tabletop role-playing games. Sure. Now, let me pause right here to say that I've mentioned in past episodes that I can classify things in three ways. It's good, it's bad, and I can see why it's good, but it's not for me. And I'm going to put this in the third category. If I, I get the form of entertainment, but it's most definitely not for me, which is people that watch YouTube streams or Twitch streams of other people playing video games. For me, I'll watch something like that if I'm trying to get past something. Like, I don't know how to get past a certain puzzle. I'll go watch somebody's YouTube channel and, and see how to do that. Why don't you just get good? Yeah. Or if there's somebody who's really, really top-notch entertaining, where it's not about the game, it's about the commentary, it's the comedy, whatever it is, Maybe I'll watch them. But there's a whole lot of people that hop on Twitch and will just sit there and watch somebody play a game. And it's not for any of the reasons I could normally identify. It's not because the person's super entertaining. It's not because they're trying to see if, well, is this game worth buying? How does it play? It's not for, once again, any of the things that I could say would make sense to me. This is just their entertainment. The same way that I would watch a TV show or movie. They want to watch somebody play a video game. And I don't get it, but it's clearly a thing. If you look at the numbers on Twitch, obviously it's a thing. And so this is what people are doing. And I don't personally get this kind of voyeuristic take on entertainment. I don't think it's voyeuristic. When you're talking about Twitch and video games. Yeah. Because it's interactive. There's a chat room. They build a community. They get to know the people. The streamers interact with the community via the chat the people in the chat interact with each other big games like player unknowns battlegrounds people jump into the games with them whereas you can't do that like in payday right i mean people, okay but. and maybe that's what it is i mean for certainly for some of the people i could see it for the really big ones i'm not sure i see that because and then there's also a lot of esports too so I yeah mean, it, 
So oh, imagine fall leagues or yeah, or you're trying to improve your game. You follow specific personalities. I totally get it for video games, but not my cup of tea. So but when we were talking numbers, the number specific. You really want to say something, Broder? Just say it. I have nothing. I have nothing of value to contribute. <laughs> Babushka. <laughs> so the other day I was out at uh, I was out this farm. I look at goat. I say, "Hey, you have a very nice behind. Uh, maybe, maybe a little tickle pickle." But no, it's not do this right now because not appropriate for non-negative episodes. <laughs> no, I I do take umbrage with the use of the term esports. If you're sitting in a chair and only moving your thumbs and index fingers. That is not a sport. What is and it? I say this as a fat person. <laughs> not a sport. What about bowling? Bowling is an bowl. So, so bowling has a ball. Uh-huh. All right. Which checks off one of the three major factors in what is or is not a sport. Well, your not league has a ball. It has a, it has a ball. You're not sitting in a chair. However. You can play video games standing up. You can potentially be injured. VR games especially. Yeah. But it is unlikely for you to be injured by another human being. It's not a sport. It's an activity. So the possibility of injury makes something a sport? Yes. Okay, we're not going down. I agree to disagree <laughs> with that. All right, so, so in terms of numbers, what kind of numbers are we talking about? What we were comparing, by we I mean John plus the rest of us, this is an open conversation. This was like a discussion thread that we were having. So the numbers that we were talking about was the numbers of people that compare RPG entertainment the way that Fear the Boot, for example, not just us, obviously, but all of these other podcasts produce it. We talk about the the material, we discuss the material, but it's not got that, Chad, whether it's voyeuristic or whether it is community-oriented, it's not got that real-time sort of aspect to it. And he was talking That's because we haven't set it up properly. Well, we could have the real time. We could. We could. And we, we have talked about it, and that's something we may yet do. But he was talking about what he perceived as the explosive growth of Twitch. And my take on that is twofold. For starters, I think that his view that podcasting or passive consumption of this kind of media is in decline is simply not accurate. And I backed that up with I was able to grab several surveys and studies and such that show that podcast consumption as one example is growing year over year about 20 to 25 percent so it is having in the legal profession they call those facts yeah it well it, it has substantial lies damn lies and statistics <laughs> yeah but the point is that it does have not only growth but it has sustained substantial and rapid growth and we see that in our own numbers i mean our own consumption numbers do continue to go up and well, what is <laughs> nothing's funny? I almost said you're welcome, <laughs> <laughs> but that would be that would be hateful and egotistical and arrogant, <laughs> and that's not who I am. But but the other thing, <laughs> there are a lot of things, <laughs> but not that is we, we know both from our recent foray and from podcasts that have been doing it a lot longer than we have that actual plays do have a following. People want to hear other people play role playing games. Right, it's like it's like porn. I mean, people want to watch other people bang, right? And I think people want to listen and watch other people game. I, I think that there's a lot of reasons. I, I want to see people more attractive than me fucking. <laughs> <laughs> 
I am okay. Yeah, that's not where I was going with this <laughs> at all. But I do think that there is a draw, whether it's because people are interested in seeing how do the games actually execute, how do people actually play the games, how do they GM, how do they handle the incidental problems at the table, what kinds of stories are they telling. There is an interest in viewing or watching or consuming other people gaming. And I have to wonder if to some extent... Twitch is not representing a shift in things so much as it's tapping a previously untapped potential. Now, what I mean by that, okay, if we were to go back in time 10 years, Fear the Boot was podcasting. If we were to go back in time 20 years, I don't think Fear the Boot could plausibly podcast. Why could we not podcast? Because Apple hadn't invented podcasting yet. Yeah, that's that's (laughs) exactly what the reason was. There's for anyone's not following that when the, in the early days of podcasting, there was a presupposition that podcasting was named after the iPod. And we actually even had to put on our business cards that you didn't need an iPod to listen to our show. Cause that's how common that misconception was. But 20 years ago, you're talking about people in dial up modems. They're not going to download. Even if we keep, I mean, our stream, we keep pretty compressed. We only use about a 64 bit rate. Now for anyone's not following that, that means you get about a meg every two minutes, okay? So if we do an hour show, it's about a 30 meg download, which is smaller than a lot of shows run. A lot of shows run, instead of a half meg per minute, they run as much as one meg per minute to two megs per minute. And so you're talking large files, all right? So let's say you're talking a file that, depending on the compression rate for an hour show, is going to run somewhere between 30 and 120 megs. Can you imagine downloading that on a 28 or 56K modem? 20 years ago. Now let's go back even farther than that. Yes, I can. Yeah, I mean, because I downloaded a recording of Trent Reznor being interviewed. Yeah. He was talking about BBSs and actually how he got yelled at or, you know, typed at on a local St. Louis BBS. And I downloaded it from a local St. Louis BBS because St. Louis used to have a big BBS scene back then. Yeah. In fact, for a long time, the. What's a BBS? It's a bulletin board service. You're older than us. What a BBS was. <laughs> okay. Is, well, hold on, brother. Prior to the <laughs> popularity of the internet. Now, the internet has actually existed in one form or another for a really long time. Yeah, I know, DARPA. But, I'm, the, I'm familiar with right. the conspiracy. <laughs> it's not a conspiracy. <laughs> what is the conspiracy there? I was just, I was just saying words. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so people that wanted to connect did so typically by dialing directly to somebody else's phone line, and they would have a computer waiting on that phone line that had software ready to pick up and answer the phone. And what would happen is you would typically only get one person at a time. If somebody really wanted to get into banking phone lines, you might have four people at a time that would get on one of these bulletin board services And you could post, you had things kind of like, they're a lot like forums. You had download areas where you could download files. They had silly little games, text-based games that you could play. And these were things that you interacted with very slowly because your connection to them was really freaking slow. I mean, I remember on a like a 2400 baud modem, it would take me around a minute per kilobyte to download. Or you are not going to download a podcast on this. So my point being that there's a technology or technological infrastructure that enabled podcasting to be a thing. And so there certainly was a wind-up period 
where people got educated about podcasts, got interested in them, discovered the podcasts they liked. And, you know, are there people that are genuinely a new market that would not have existed otherwise? Sure, I can accept that as being true. But I have to wonder if just as podcasting required a technological breakpoint to even be possible, we're seeing the same thing with streaming. That Twitch games and YouTube games and things like that, if to some extent it's not this is where everything's headed, this is a shift in thinking or shifting consumption of the hobby so much as it is we now finally have hit a break point in technologies where this is possible and had this been around 20 30 years ago people would have been doing the exact same thing then so it's not truly a trend so much as it is a possibility that didn't previously exist if that makes sense i realize i'm kind of splitting hairs there but you know when i look at the numbers on podcasts versus streaming Streaming is certainly something that we're enjoying doing. I mean, we've had a lot of success with, well, it's not direct streaming, but the Skies of Glass actual play. We've seen good. Which we can direct stream that. We could, yes. What I'm hearing through all of this is this sort of delineations being drawn where there really shouldn't be any delineations. There are streamers who do it live, and then that's it. (laughs) And then there's podcasts who don't do it live, and that's it. And that's a really false way of looking at it because both can do both things. Yeah, well, yes, but I, I think the delineation is fair. It's just a it's because, just an avenue of consumption. Yes. And I think that because you can consume a stream after the fact. If it's been properly set up. Right, yes. right. They archive all you off. don't even have to consume it via video. You Correct. Listen to it if it's been properly set up. Yeah, you can consume it after the fact via Twitch or YouTube or any number of places. And in the same way, if we set it up right while we're podcasting, mm-hmm. we could have a Discord channel running or any yep. number of things. We could stream this on Twitch, yes, live with video and have the recording as the MP3 Correct. going out its traditional channels and have it taken to yes. YouTube. When it's not live anymore. And so I totally recognize there is a technological overlap. You seem confused and scared by this (laughs) technology, Brodor. No, no, I'm honestly fascinated. But on the far extremes of this, you do still have the opposites. You have the people that hop on Twitch, and they're going to browse what is live streaming right now. They're not digging through somebody's archive. And that is a substantial number of people. Mm -hmm. You also have other individuals who are not going to want to live stream. They're going to want something they can download and listen to on the subway or on the drive or whatever. And their appointment television was horrible back in the day. Precisely. Horrible. as it is. And they may have no interest in consuming, not just streams that are live, but even streams that are archived because they're missing out on the interaction. They're hearing the responses, but they're not part of it. Right. And so the same reason that, for example, I hate listening to a recording of a concert, they don't want to listen to a recording of a live stream. And so I think there, yeah, there is overlap in the middle, unquestionably. I love live music. There's a while of live music on there for it. I love going to concerts, but I don't love listening to concerts. I got a Thelonious Monk album for Christmas that's like live at jazz club and it is smoking hot and I don't have a time machine so well yeah that's kind of a different sort of 
thing. But mm-hmm. I just I don't think that people should look at it as the streamer people, the podcast people, the recorded people, the live people, the video people, the chat people, the Discord people, the whatever. I think that these are just avenues. If you consider like our podcast a product, which it really isn't, we don't sell it, and and that kind of like I think degrades it a little bit to call it product. But if you just consider it a product, all of these things are avenues to get that product to people in the way they want it. Right. And my thing is, I like I don't know what John was getting at, and I don't really know what you're getting at with it, except to you know give the counterpoint to John. But I think that fear the boot needs to update with the times. Yes. And I think that we need to start plugging into these different outlets so that we can deliver what we are. Precisely. And and how people want to consume it. If there was a punchline to it, I think it would be this, that as I was sitting there looking at the alpha strike rules and thinking about how these would enable making Battletech easier and quicker to play in an online streaming setting, whatever that is, whether that's Discord, whether that's Map Tool, whether that's Roll20, mm-hmm. whatever it happens to be, two things cross my mind. The first is that while I understand where he's coming from, I think John is mistaking a growth in streaming consumption for a decline in right. non streaming consumption because the numbers simply don't bear that out. And if that's not his point, well, he should be here to defend himself, but I, I do. <laughs> that, I agree. that is the point I took away. Okay, right. so maybe I'm misunderstanding him, but that's the point I took away. He sees a model of economics where it's a pie chart. So when you grow in one area, it takes away from another Precisely. area. Precisely, yeah. The, economics and podcasting is not that model of economics. But the second thing that I take away from that is as I was looking at that, I got inspired by the fact that, Chad, exactly what you're saying, that we have seen with the Skies of Glass thing, that is not live and the D and D game, which is now about to become another campaign. Does that arc wrapped up, which is streaming. We have seen that when we've ventured into that medium, we've been successful. So clearly, as you said, Mm -hmm. we need to update what we offer to keep with the way that at least some people are consuming it given how easy it is. I mean, quite frankly, there is really no good reason Outside of me being too lazy to do a few clicks, this isn't on Discord right now. And so we can absolutely take the podcast to whether it's a completely ignored audience or a semi-interactive or fully interactive format, take more of our actual play stuff into an interactive format. And that's something I think we absolutely should do, even if, once again, as the numbers say, the people that are consuming the traditional download and listen podcast sort of format is growing on its own. It's a tremendous amount of food for thought Mm -hmm. because I'm just thinking about being old, right? I'm Mm -hmm. just thinking about my parents and my grandparents and how eventually you get to a point in your life where you no longer evolve with technology, right? Where the nuclear engineer—I worked with a guy whose father was a nuclear engineer, right? You know, degrees out the wazoo, intelligence—you know, just going crazy. And and the guy did whatever the hell nuclear engineers do. They he, make nuclears, right? And he was at the top of his game, and he retired. And my guy I worked with, my friend, was like, "The man does not know how to program a VCR." He doesn't, he doesn't even know how to operate a microwave. You get to a point where 
the technology evolves beyond your desire to learn it. Right. I'm having that right now where my prior car, I got in 2004, <laughs> and there was nothing all that exciting about it. The, the most exciting thing about it was that it was a mixed manual automatic, so you could do either. Beyond that, it had a 6CD changer. It did not have Bluetooth. It didn't, it didn't even have a 3.5 millimeter aux port, okay? And I just got a 2017 car, like, five or six grand off yeah. because of the fact that they're just looking to get rid of them now to make room for Basically 2018. Has a tablet. But, 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 yeah, the, and, and I, look, I sit down, and holy shit. The steering wheel and console are a keyboard, and there's there's multiple displays. Because by the way, it's not just the console; it's a tablet. Part of my dashboard, like, mm-hmm. is actually a tablet. I can flip through like different views to display my information. I love that stuff. There are buttons all over the steering wheel. There are buttons behind the steering <laughs> wheel. There are buttons on the console. Dude, it, it's like a vagina. I don't know. know. Yeah, I just don't get it. I don't know how to operate this. I I mean, I eventually learned you push here and what you want happens, but I really don't understand the physics behind it. And I suddenly realized like, oh my gosh, maybe I am getting old because I suddenly understand what it's like to have been an adult in the 1980s and not program a VCR because I'm staring at this thing. It's like, I don't know how to car. Right. (laughs) But at some point you have to look at it as is it an unwillingness to adopt new technology or is it because I've become so addled by age that my brain is congealed and I am incapable of understanding the new technology? I love technology. And, and, I love this stuff. And, I don't know. And, I, and, while, I am and while you, yeah. you two are yeah. relatively young, we should You're figure this out. You're only two years older than we are. Because, <laughs> but, but right. But so here's the thing. But you did a lot of drugs. We I, did. I did a, a metric <laughs> But but my point is, is that while we are still capable of adopting and understanding and evolving with the new technology, Mm -hmm. we absolutely should, because there are going to be people who are younger and smarter and more capable who are going to come after us, who are going to do role-playing game podcasts mm -hmm. better than we do. There are people that did magazines for role-playing games. And you can look from the top of the line, you know, like Dungeon oh, every, and Dragon. Every major publisher, but, every major RPG publisher had a house organ. Right. Well, and I'm I'm not even necessarily saying you have to be with the major publishers. You go down to like there were people in the local area that would put together. Oh, yeah. Fanzines. Their sure. own yeah, yeah fan magazine. They'd run down to Kinko's or wherever and print it off. They'd staple it together and they'd sell them for five bucks in their local game shop. And those people... You know, people still do that. I'm sure they do. Last year, I bought a couple, actually. But those people, broadly speaking, I know there are exceptions, but broadly speaking, did not adapt to the advent of things like blogs and podcasts. And now, while I don't think we are looking at the end of podcasts, once again, the numbers just don't bear that out. It is still growing substantially. But I do think we are looking at a point where we have the option of either adopting new technologies and new ways of getting our content out there or seeding the field to people that will. And that's what I got to thinking about as I was looking through my Christmas presents. I was just thinking, Grandpa Chad, (laughs) you're still listening to podcasts. Don't you know that those things can be laser needle cast into your pee hole? (laughs) 
And I'm like, you know what? I didn't listen to podcasts back in the day. And I sure as hell am not going to start now. Back in my day, I didn't listen to the podcast that I was on. That's right. That's right. Bitches. Rugrats. Come on. Well. We have created an absolute nightmare for Aisha. You're welcome. <laughs> oh my God. So I she she sent me a text and she's like, or on, on Facebook Messenger, she's like, hey, is there something? Or was she posted? I don't remember. I don't get technology. But she's like, hey, I listened Obviously. to a certain negative episode. Is there something you want to tell me? And I was like, uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> so then she said she could get what she needed for my hair. And then I said I was going to go full Chad and shave everything. And then she said, you know, newsflash, I don't need your hair. And then I didn't sleep. I am totally, <laughs> I'm totally going to have her put a hex on you that can only be removed by use of a Ouija board. No, don't. Come on, man. That's not cool. <laughs> That's not cool. No, it's hilarious. No, 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 no. That's no longer. No, I'm not having any fun. <laughs> Babushka. Babushka. No, you did it wrong. <laughs> I always do wrong. Ask wife. Always, every time. Wrong, 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 whole, wrong, this. Too long, too short, everything problem. <laughs> and then I throw borscht on her. I'm like, drink your borscht, woman. Drink your <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> can you be racist against Russians? I think it's more culturalist. Yeah, it's more culturalist than racist. Jingoist, yes. Jingoist, yes, definitely. So, all right. I'm sorry, Aisha. <laughs> Not because she's Russian, but for all the editing she's going to have to do. So, anyway, stay tuned, and we are going to be starting a new campaign of some kind here come early January or mid January once we get past all the holidays and travel and craziness there. And we're probably putting this to a vote on the Patreon for the tastemakers at the $1 level to figure out what it is we're going to do. I've got a few ideas already. But beyond that, I hope you guys had a good Christmas, too, or whatever it is you celebrate. And have a great week and great games, and we will catch you next time. Babushka! (laughs) This has been a production of Fear the Boot, copyright 2018. Listeners are free to use this episode in any non-commercial endeavor so long as credit is provided to feartheboot.com. You can find previous episodes and other resources at feartheboot.com. Fear the Boot is also a member of the RPG Academy network of shows. You can find other great shows in this network at therpgacademy.com slash network.